Are you ready? Temptation. Temptations can only win. Temptations can only win with your help. So if you're not helping the temptation out, you win, not the temptation. Glory to God. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, as we look to your word. I thank you, Lord, that our, our eyes are, are open, Father God, to the greater revelation and blessing, Father God, that comes to our way, Father God, because your word gives life and life more abundantly. And I thank you, Lord, as we receive this life, Father God, we can implement it into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, here we are, the month of November already. 2019. So where has time gone? Well, at least for today, you got one hour back because of uh, clocks being turned back on daily, daylight savings time. The month of November starts the end of the year celebrations and the holiday season. It's a good time to reflect the past accomplishments and give thanks to God for the blessings. And everyone said amen. Maybe you didn't have blessings this, this, this year. You need to say amen. Should have been a strong amen there. If there's anything God wants you to have is prosperity. 3 John 3. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 35. That's Psalms 35. And we'll look at another one. Psalms 35. Psalms 35, looking at verse 27. Let them shout for joy. And be glad that favor my righteous cause. What's his righteous cause? Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of others. Boy, you're not following me either, either way. Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant Amen. or his children. Amen. Boy, you need, you need to be dancing around this place. He says he wants, he wants to give you prosperity. And we need to be, for one, shouting. What if, what if uh, they knock on your door, you know, and that, I don't know, it's not Ed McMahon anymore, but it's, you know, the, the public house. People come there and, and says, Laurel, you get $2,500 weekly free. Amen. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah, well, they show people, people getting that check. They got a big one like this, you know, just showing what they got. And the people are just, oh, really? No, they're jumping up and down. <laughs> they, are, they have some form of joy. We need to have the same form of joy because he says... Let them continually magnify the Lord that hath which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. We need to be glad. Amen. Shout for joy. Amen. Not whimper. 
Uh-oh. Well, maybe we should start from the very beginning. I think we should start. Let's go to, to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. Is that close enough to the beginning for you? Genesis chapter 1. Let's begin with verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all thing, over all the earth, and, and every other creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Wow. That's just a blessing right there. But look what, look what the next verse says. Verse 28. And God, what? Bless them. Right from the beginning, God wanted to bless us. Amen. Yeah, boy. Amen. Maybe that hour extra you got has put you to sleep already. <laughs> Did you sleep that extra hour? We need, we need to be alive and healthy and glory to God. Yes, and God blessed them. Amen. After he made us, he said, I'll bless you. Amen. Each and every one of us is blessed. Yes, amen. Think about it. Okay, well, none of you are shouting amen for me, so we'll go to the book of Proverbs then. Let's go to the book of Proverbs. Right after Psalms, Proverbs chapter 10 this time. In Proverbs chapter 10, oh, are you ready? Proverbs chapter 10, looking at verse 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh what? Rich. Rich. And, and he addeth no sorrow to it. So when you get financed, when you're blessed, you don't, you're not sorry. Those people that get one that big prize from publisher's house, they're not sorry. They are happy. There's no sorrow there. I don't say, well, I just won $20,000 or $2,500 a week. They're not sad. They don't have a sad face. They are jumping down. They're grabbing people. Wow. And, they're <laughs> and the Lord says, he's blessed us. Amen. He's made us rich. And we just sit there like sad sacks. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's go to the Ephesians chapter 1 this time. New Testament. Ephesians chapter 1. Maybe you'll be on fire by, by the time we end this. Ephesians chapter 1. Looking at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's blessed us with what? Spiritual things. Well, there you go. We don't have prosperity. Well, what happens? The spiritual thing sets forth the material things. You have to see it in the spirit to bring it in the material. So we've got blessings. Oh, boy, oh, boy, you guys are really happy today. Well, since we're in New Testament, let's go all the way back, uh, continue to the end of your uh, Bible. And you want to go to the book of James. 
James. Hebrews, then James. Oh, glory to God. In James chapter 1. Oh, God said, I bless you. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above that cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He's blessed us Amen. with every blessing, every gift. Yes, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, the Bible is full of people who got blessed. Amen? Abraham was blessed. Isaac was blessed. Jacob was blessed. Joseph was blessed. David was blessed. Those are prime examples of people being blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Think about that. But let's look at a few people that uh, were blessed that we don't even look at too often. Are you ready? The blessings... The Word of God is full of individuals, okay? There are others that receive blessings whose names we don't normally hear. So we're going to look at one or two. I want us to go to 1 Chronicles. You may know where I'm headed for. You might already have highlighted. 1 Chronicles chapter 4. 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Look at this. Do you recall... Maybe you don't have it marked. Okay. First Chronicles chapter 4, looking at verse 9 and 10. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him in sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed, enlarge my coast, that thy, that thy hand might be on me, and thou wouldst would keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him the request, or what he requested. Wow. Amen. Now, when you read about Jabez here, you have to go through nine chapters of names. Right in the middle of it. Nine chapters of different people's names. And then, then it says, Jabez. And Jabez was more honorable. Jabez called on God, the God of Israel. And all these people, all the descendants, he called upon the name of God. Jabez did something special. He called the Lord to bless him. Covenant blessings. God granted him that which he was, what he requested. Uh, it's remarkable. God didn't put any limits on it. He just blessed him. Matthew 7 and 7 says, Ask, and ye shall receive. He asked. Look at all those people. Nine chapters of different names, and he was the only one that asked for something. We got thousands of Christians. How many are asking something of God? Well, I wish. That's not, that's not asking. Wow. Glory to God. 
Okay, what about somebody else? Let's, let's find another one. Somebody look or find in your Bible the book of Ezra. Ezra chapter 7. That's Ezra chapter 7. Ezra chapter 7. It might be a little sticky spot in your Bible. You, know, you don't read that off too often. But Ezra chapter 7. Look at verse 9. For the first day of the first month began he to go up to Babylon. And on that first day of the fifth month came he to Jerusalem according to the good hand of his God upon him. Okay. When it says the good hand of God upon him, that means blessing. God's hand, was a I mean, when God has his hand on you, you're blessed. Amen. Glory to God. The hand of God was on him. He was blessed. Well, let's continue in that chapter and go to the last verse, 28. That's Ezra 7, 28. And he extended mercy unto me before the king and his counselors and before the king's mighty princes. And I was strengthened as the hand of God was upon me, or the blessings of God were upon me. And I gathered together out of Israel chief men to go up with me. Oh, wow, glory to God, hallelujah. He said, God's hand's on me. How many of you have ever said, Lord, your hand's upon me. I'm being blessed. Go to the 8th chapter. Eighth chapter of Ezra, looking at verse 18. And by the good hand of our God upon us, they brought us a man of understanding, the sons of Malachi, the son of Levi, and the sons of Israel, and Shabimrath, with sons and brothers. Anyway, the hand of God is upon him, or them. The blessings of God are upon these individuals. Oh, wow. Sounds good. Okay, now look at verse 22. Look at verse 22. Eighth chapter, Ezra. For I was ashamed to acquire of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way. Because we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of God is upon me. Or the, the blessings of God are upon me. He was ashamed to say, oh, uh, I've got the hand of God on me. I've got the favor of God on me. I've got the blessings of God upon me. But the power of his wrath is still against them that forsake him. So we see, glory to God, something happened. The hand of God was upon him. Oh, glory to God. Well, drop down to verse 30, 31, same chapter. Ezra 8, 31. Then we departed from the river Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go to, unto Jerusalem. And the hand of the, our God was upon us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy, and as such as lay in wait by the way. God's hand, God's blessings was upon him. The enemy couldn't hurt him. Amen. Do you have God's hand upon you? Amen. Some of you are questioning that now. Okay. To have God's hands 
blessing on us, we have to study his word. Amen. So let's go back, let's go back to Ezra chapter 7. This is, this is what made Ezra so, so prom, prominent in this area of a blessing. And you need to be doing this. We need to be doing this. Ezra chapter 7, looking at verse 10. And Ezra had prepared in his heart to seek the law or the word of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. So, so Ezra was not only a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. Amen? Okay. When you have God's blessing on your life, you will be joyful. Exuberant, happy. You'll be successful when you have God's hand upon you. And the true, true, true essence of, of success. Because God's hand of blessing is upon you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, the world's blessings, as we know, uh, as we know is, it normally leads to uh, emptiness and pain. But God's blessing, his hand upon you, not only counts for now, but all for eternity. You know, there's a, those people that are blessed in the world are only blessed in the world. They don't get blessed in eternity unless they've changed. But you got blessed now and in the world to come. Wow. I mean, you're taking your, your blessings with you. Oh, glory to God. I'm blessed. Amen. Oh, some of you guys don't know what's going on. I don't, okay. Now, remember in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, we talked about Jabez. Blessings normally Flow through family lines. Whoa. Look at Jabez. Look at all his family line. Everybody was in there. But he was the only one to call upon the Lord to get that blessing. The rest of them neglected their blessings. He called upon the Lord. Glory to God. So Ezra also had... Family ties to blessings. Wow. Or we can say, uh-oh. Maybe you can't uh, do anything about your ancestors because they were, you know, my ancestors, your ancestors, way back when, or were a bunch of heathens. They didn't know God at all. But you, you, can't, you can't change your, your past history or ancestors, but you can affect your descendants. Those that follow you, those that are next to you, brothers and sisters, your children, you can change them. So let's go to the book of Psalms and find Psalms 128. Oh, glory to God. So that's one, Psalms 128. Maybe, like I said, maybe our ancestry didn't have God, but you can change it. Amen. You can have the blessings coming your way. That's Psalms 128, looking at verse 1. 
Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. From the Amplified it says, Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is everyone who fears, reverence, and worships the Lord, who walks in his ways and lives according to his commandments. Well, glory to God. We, we can change. As long as you're walking in God's ways, your children, your brothers and sisters in the Lord are going to be blessed. Because you're praying for them and you have the blessing upon you because you can extend your hands to them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ooh, glory. And not only that, being born again into the, into the kingdom of God, you have a family inheritance. Glory to God. You have the covenant blessings. As we adhere to God's word, as we adhere to God's word, the blessings have to come. We don't have to remind God about it. We have to remind ourselves about it. Oftentimes we get in the dumps and we say, oh, woe is me. No. If I'm blessed, this thing is going to pass. I'm not going to stay in the dumps. I'm going to go up and beyond. Glory to God. God's blessing refers to God's going above and beyond any human effort. Okay, let's go to the book of John this time. John chapter 6. In John chapter 6, we see or we read about the feeding of the 5,000. Okay, John chapter 6, looking at verse 5 and 6. When Jesus was lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And he said this to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennies worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. Well, two hundred. In other words, this was over, uh, over a year and a half wages, and there's not enough to even... If we even, have, even if we had the money, where is the market? We're going to buy all this food for these people. 5,000 of them plus women and children. Ooh. Wow. Heavy. Heavy. Let's go down to verse 11. That's John 6, chapter 6, verse 11. And Jesus took the loaves when he had... Given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were sat down, and likewise the fish as much as they would. In other words, that, well, let me read it from the Amplified. It might give you a little information there. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to the reclining people. So also he did with fish as much as they wanted. So they had enough bread... And fish to be filled up. I mean, I can't eat anymore. I just had a feast. You know. More than enough. More than enough. Verse 12. When they were filled, can't eat anymore. He said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together, filling twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. 
They were all full. I mean, they, I mean, don't want to say they made pigs of themselves, but they had a good meal. <laughs> Amen? Amen? And they what? They went around and after everybody was full, content, oh, glory to God, now they, now they could, Jesus said, I want you to pick up the, the leftovers. Amen. Now, it wasn't a small lunch ba- basket that they're talking about here. It's not a small lunch box. These were produce baskets, large ones. When you take it to market, you take your produce to the market. You, had, you didn't take a little lunch box. You took a produce basket to the market. Twelve of these, twelve produce baskets, leftovers. That is more than enough. That's overflowing. They are blessed. You are blessed. Blessed as everyone that feareth the Lord or reverence the Lord. You're blessed because you, fear, you love the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. God's hand of, of, of blessing was upon Ezra. We'll go back to Ezra for a minute. The pagan king. Let's go back to Ezra. If I can find him again. I forgot to put my marker there. Ooh, passed him up. Ezra, Ezra chapter 7. Let's see. Begin verse 6. That's Ezra 7, verse 6. This Ezra went from Babylon, and he was ready ready ascribed to the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given. And the king granted him all his requests. What? The king, a heathen king, granted him all that he requested according to the blessings of the Lord that was upon him. Wow. You'll read further. There were five things that... that were granted unto Ezra. He was granted to go to Jerusalem for one. Remember, he just—he was a nobody in uh, in this city. But God, has, he's somebody in God's eyes. You're somebody in God's eyes because you can do things. You're blessed. Ezra was granted to go to Jerusalem. All his supplies were given to him. The king also commanded. The treasury to be opened up to him, that the silver and gold would be given to, to Ezra for the temple that he was building up, rebuilding. The fourth thing that, uh, that the king did for Ezra and the people, they weren't going to be taxed while they were living there in Jerusalem. Glory to God. I mean, think about it. No taxes. That'd be great in California. But <laughs> And also, Ezra would put in the judicial system. In other words, law and order. He would put in, man, that is something for somebody that nobody knows, but had the blessings of God upon them, the hand of God upon him, the favor of God upon him. He he accomplished much. Each and every one of us can accomplish much in the realm that we're in. 
So quit looking at yourself as a nobody. Amen. You're great in God's eyes. Glory to God. Amen. Okay, let's go to verse 27. Ezra 7, 27. Blessed be the Lord God of our fathers, which hath put such things as this in the king's heart to beautify the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God put it in the king's heart to bless Ezra, uh, to bless Ezra and, and all that was going to happen in the temple. Wow. God changed the heart of the king. Amen. Well, let's go to Proverbs. Find Proverbs chapter 21. In Proverbs chapter 21, we will see something. You, we've heard it, but we need to read it. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Wow. As the rivers of water, he turneth Whither so he will. So, hey, God says, I'm going to bless Ezra and Jerusalem. I'm going to change the king's heart. So don't, when you're against the enemy or someone that's opposing you, thank God he can change hearts. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is still in control. Thank you, Lord. God will direct. Well, since we're still in the Old Testament, let's go to 1 Samuel this time. That's just before Kings. 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel, Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10. Look at verse... 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 9. And it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. And all these signs came to pass that day. God is able to change the heart of the king. Amen. Never leave God out of the equation. Amen. Always look for him to the answer. Amen. God's blessing comes on those who study and obey his word, as we read that, that earlier. Every Christian wants to, should live in a manner pleasing to the Lord. To do so, we must grow in our understanding of his word. That's why we, we come to hear the word of God, to learn. Iron sharpens iron. Um, this is a deliberate act upon ourselves that we need to study God's word. Uh, you could say that uh, we could uh, put in Acts 17.11, uh, you know. We need to be, be like the Bereans. Make sure that it's in the word, okay? Uh, we're not only to study the word, but we need to put it into practice. James 1.22. Our obedience should be obvious to those that... Uh, are around us. Oh, this person is obedient to God. He's, they're blessed, but they're obedient to do what God is asking them to do. Amen. Amen. Now, finally, we're going to a finally, glory to God, you're getting out early again. Finally, in God's blessings, 
Our, our blessing should glorify God in His abundant mercy. Uh, you're back there in... Um, go back to Ezra one more time. Ezra chapter 7, one more. And we'll look at verse 27 and 28. This is uh, what takes place. Ezra 7, verse 27 and 28. Blessed be the Lord God our fathers, which has put such things as this in the king's heart, to beautify the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. And hath extended mercies unto me before the king and his counselors and before the king's mighty princes, that I was strengthened as the hand of God, the blessing of God upon me. And I gathered together out of Israel the chief men to go up with me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's there. Oh, we can't, just can't stop there. Are you blessed this morning? Well, I hope so. Well, maybe I'll get you on a high horse this time. Let's go to Genesis chapter 32. Oh, it's going to blow your mind. Okay, Genesis chapter 32. Did I say 32 or did I give another one? Genesis chapter 32. Now, we find Jacob... We find out he's going to meet God. Genesis chapter 32. Verse 24. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. This is the angel of the Lord wrestling with Jacob. Verse 26. Underline it, circle it. This is for you this morning. And, and, and he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, he said, is Jacob, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Lord, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. Amen. Jacob refused to let him go unless he was blessed. And what happened? He became blessed. So we need to, we need to claim like Jacob. God, I won't let you go unless you bless me this morning. And you can do, wake up every morning that way because it was morning when he said this. God, I'm not going to let you go this morning unless you bless me. Amen. I'm quoting your word. And, what's, uh, and you could say this goes all the way into the New Testament, Matthew 7 and 7. Ask and, ye shall, and it shall be given unto you. Lord, I want to be blessed this morning. I want to be blessed this day. Open up the windows of heaven that I might be blessed. Open the closed doors that have been stopped by the enemy that I might be blessed. Amen. Close the doors to the enemy. They can't get what I have. Amen. Now, just going to reiterate something. Remember to write down covenant blessings on your check. Or your check or your tithe 
envelopes. It's a reminder. It's only a reminder of your covenant rights with God. And this is what you expect. Covenant blessings. God, I'm giving to you. I expect covenant blessings to come upon me as you do so. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed this morning? Amen. Well, I hope you are. Well, let's go to uh, the quiz time. Are you ready? Stay in Genesis, and we want to go to Genesis chapter. Anybody know where I'm going? Okay. Genesis chapter 38. Quiz time. The question was, Tamar gave birth to two sons. What were their names? Who was their father? And what was the meaning of the red thread? Okay, who's the father? Judah. Judah, okay. Well, let me give you a little background here. Tamar was married to Judah's firstborn. His name was Ur, E-R. And he was wicked, and he died. The custom was that the next son would marry the widow of his brother. And this was O-N, second son, O-N. He was supposed to marry Tamar. O-N refused to do so, and he died also. Boy, you don't mess with around God. With this happening, Judah then requested Tamar, his daughter-in-law, to remain a widow at her father's house. Until his third son, Shelah, Shelah, or something, third son, when he was at age to marry. So Tamar is staying at her parents' house. Meanwhile, Judah's wife passes away. Uh, <laughs> and Shelah. Judah's third son reaches the age to be married, but he doesn't offer him to Tamar. Now, again, Judah lost his wife, so he wants entertainment. He, go, he says, where's a, where's a harlot? Tamar then poses as a harlot, to have an intimate relationship with him. And she be Tamar becomes pregnant and she has how many sons? Two. And they are their names? All right, good. Perez means breach, uh, Zara means dawn, but okay. Now, they got two, two, two children there. The firstborn child would have the honor and birthright privileges and have the double blessing upon them. So that when that arm came out, they, they stuck a red thread around, or red ribbon or whatever it was on the hand, but it went back in. Okay, and the other one 
came out first. The red thread was to initially say which child was born first so they would know who would have the first rights. And it turned out backwards this time. Okay? So you, you'll pick up on that one another time. All right. You know, like I said, last, last week we were almost in a soap opera with some of these things happening in the Bible. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you another one. Are you ready for next week's quiz? Who were Zacharias and Elizabeth? Elizabeth. Who were Zacharias and Elizabeth? You'll find out in Luke chapter 1. I'm not going to tell you the verse because you're going to have to read the whole thing to find out. Okay. Praise God. Anybody needing healing this morning? Prayer? Glory to God. You're all blessed. Amen. Amen. Okay. Don't forget to pick up your, your calendars. They look, it looks great. Okay. So, let's all stand. We'll close off. You get out early again. So, Father, we are praising you. We are giving you thanks, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you've called us blessed. And, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that uh, as our eyes are open to how we are blessed, Father God, I thank you, Lord, we begin to speak the covenant blessings over ourselves, Father God, and those that we come in contact with. I thank you, Lord, great and mighty things, Father God, that we will do great and mighty exploits for you in these last days. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen.